This is Live from the Table, the official podcast of the world-famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99 Raw Dog and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this is Dan Natterman. Noam Dorman is not here, alas. He is in Montreal. There's a comedy festival going on, and he decided to go last minute. Uh, I would have preferred him here because I would have liked to discuss certain things with him that I think uh, would be interesting. But um, <clears throat> in any case, he is not here. But who is here is Miss Pariel Ashenbrand, our producer. Hello. And we also have Todd Barry with us. What's up? How do you do, you? Todd? Yeah, you can. Did you start already? We started, yeah. We usually do, you know. I don't want go. Go around. Go, go pee. Go right go pee. I have something to discuss just very briefly that doesn't concern you. So, although you're welcome to, you know, listen in. But uh, I have diagnosed myself on the internet. Yeah. With benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. Okay. I woke up this morning and I got out of bed and I, like, the room started spinning. Okay. And I was, it's very, very disconcerting. Because first of all, you're, th you're thinking, I can't function like this. Okay. And second of all, you're thinking, is this a brain tumor? Well, uh, you're, you're thinking. Well, I think, not, I'm not the only one that would have those thoughts. Um, well, I don't know. I'm not the brain only tumor is the first place that everybody else is going to go. Right. So you're saying I'm not, I'm not the only one. No, I'm saying... You're I, saying a brain tumor is not... The, what are you saying? I'm saying that I think that you are a little bit of a hypo. I am, but I'm not the. I'm hardly the only one, and it's a very disconcerting sensation. And it happened, and I figured, well, maybe it's a one-off thing. And then it happened again when I when I went when I lay, when I laid back down to bed after ping. And then I went on the internet and I googled around, and thankfully, I'm fairly confident that this diagnosis is accurate. It is a benign condition and a self-limiting one, i.e. it doesn't last uh, it, it indefinitely, but it, it can take time. Do you uh, think that it's possible that you're dehydrated? I, that, it mentioned that, and I, I don't think so, because I, I, I haven't, there's nothing that's happened that I'm doing any differently than I normally do. So what it is is like these crystals apparently get this like somehow get into your inner ear or whatever and they fuck up your whole thing. So it's it's like when you lie down and get up in particular. And how many times does this happen? Every time I lie down and get up, but if I do it slowly uh, without making too many you might notice during this podcast my my head might not be moving, you know, I might be uh, paying more attention to head movements, for example. But how anyway, long, how wait, how long has this been going on just for? Just today, I woke up today. I fucking the room's like spinning like a fucking rotor at the amusement park, you know that ride where it spins around. Um, okay. So and, it happened. And it's it's like very disabling. Yeah, I I have no doubt that it is. Um and it's also and the, and 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 if that's not bad enough, it makes you nauseous, which is one of my uh -oh. things that I really don't enjoy in life. Nobody does, but I have a particular fear of. You it. do have a particular um, anyway, it 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 go it goes away after a few weeks, but well, why have you? And there's also some exercises you can do. To, but wait, wait, I, wait, wait. Why are you just committed to living with this for a few weeks? Why don't you just go to the doctor? Well, they, they can't do much for you. They can give you these well, exercises. If, if this is what it is, it might not be. A ninety-nine point nine percent chance it is what it is. This is what it is. Uh, yeah, you, you can't get. I can't get in to see my doctor. I fucking try to make an appointment, and it's like uh, you know, you're lucky if you can get in within the month. Um, I can get in to see my doctor. Well, uh, you have a good situation. I'm talking about. You ever get vertigo, uh, Todd? You know that's weird. The other day, I got. I was dizzy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, Dan can diagnose it. Well, I. Yeah, I was saying I got up out of bed 
this morning, and I get like my the room started. Spinning. Yeah, that's ex- that exact thing happened yeah, to me like three days ago. Oh, that's odd. Maybe it's contagious. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's something called that. It may or may not be the case with you. Benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. I like benign. Benign <laughs> is an important word. It is benign, but it's unpleasant. But it tends to happen when you lie down, sit up, make abrupt head movements. Oh, that, yeah, I think that sounds like you got it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm glad you told me that because that makes me feel better about... Yeah, it's not going to kill you, but it is, it is annoying and disabling. Yeah. I mean, if it happens on stage, you're going down. You're, you're fucking... Or you might be dehydrated. But it sounds like a thing you'd have to... It happens when you're lying down, so... It's when you change positions. Oh. Lying down to get up, get up to lie but down. I've seen you on stage. You're not doing right. any drastic... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Me I'm not humping the stool. Which well, yeah. But I'm not doing any drastic movements. Either, the night's right. young, right? Yeah, you don't want to rule that out, do you? But um, yeah, I don't know what they can do for you. I know there's some exercises uh, with your head, and I tried them at home, but it was like really maybe nauseous, and so maybe there's something they can do for you. But I'm just saying I can't get in to see my doctor. Like it takes like a month. What kind of doctor? Do I you? go to Langone, NYU. Do you have the same doctor every time, or? Well, it's yeah. Dep- well, I have the. Like, it's, it's the same place, and depending what's wrong with me, like, I have the same dermatologist when I have to get a skin test. And, yeah. You know. But what about, like, your GP? The, yeah, the, he's Dr. Lamb, which is the same guy Noam uses. Oh. So what if you call and you're like, I want to make an appointment? Yeah, it's going to be like a month. Well, be, what, I mean, what if it's, like, pressing? Then you go to ER. <clears throat> That's ridiculous. I don't even have a, a, a primary care physician now, because mine became a concierge doctor, and I didn't feel like... Oh, that's a lot of money. $2,300. I do a bit about it, which I'm not going to do for you guys, but it was 2300 on top of, and this was right when the pandemic started. And that means you but, get to see him like anytime you want. Yeah, it was allegedly, but I mean. $2,300 a year? That's the annual. No, a month. No, a no year. Oh, yeah, that's good, though. Is that? For, yeah. for a whole year? Will you listen to me, I though? Thought, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I snapped. I, uh, but that, that, you still have to pay for the appointments. Okay. Does he take insurance? I don't think she takes. Uh, I don't think she takes my current shitty insurance that I have because I lost my SAG insurance. A list of conversation starters on this website: ways to break the ice with your doctor, to ask for some Viagra. I thought of a great ice-breaking question. Hey, doctor, are you still a doctor? <laughs> you are. So prescriptions? Still on board with that? Cool, get your pen out. I would like a thousand of them. No, I'm going away for Labor Day weekend and feeling really confident. Yeah, one thousand. One zero zero zero. A thousand. Fucking milk that joke, huh? Palms are all sweaty from milking that joke. I didn't even realize that made sense till after I said it. A magical moment we all had together. Yeah, I lost my SAG insurance. Yeah. So SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, you know, for I guess everybody knows what SAG is, especially now. Um, I lost mine, but I just bought it on the open market. I pay seven hundred. What did it? Blue Cross. It, are, do doctors take it? Yeah, everybody yeah, takes. Everybody. It, but it's expensive. It's like seven hundred a month. Because they w- didn't you have to buy Obamacare? I can't believe I'm having talking about insurance, but why not? Uh, well, you know, to lead us into SAG anyway. Um, no, I don't. I don't know 
what the rules are, but I just paid. It was, so you bought it on the the on the market. I had to. I had to like wait till I I spent like two months uninsured because I was waiting for open enrollment. Yeah, you know, which is November, I guess. I thought I couldn't for, get Blue Cross for some reason. You, yeah, you just have to. You just have to pay either buy it during open enrollment or like, like show that you that you your insurance like because you had a change of occupation. I don't know. I just decided to wait and be uninsured for two months. Okay. Anyway, this brings us to the SAG strike. Uh, okay, let's talk insurance more. A little more insurance. Uh, you want no, more no, insurance. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, we're on strike, Todd. You and I, I union. Yeah, we're on strike. I picketed uh, today. Did you really? Yeah, it's my third time. Okay. Now, you, are you picketing? Where Where'd you pick it? Uh, on. The Netflix offices on, uh, I think it's Netflix Warner Brothers, maybe, on 19th and Broadway. Um, now, did you go because because of the cause, or you just thought, hey, meet some cool people, hang out, something to do? Well, I mean, I, the cause, and it, it's also walking distance from my apartment. And and who's who's there? Any interesting notables? Um, who have I seen there so far? I saw, today I saw someone, someone from Law & Order. Uh, the last time I saw... Uh, What's her name from uh, Cynthia Nixon? Uh, I think I missed AOC, who was there a couple of days okay. ago. I love Law and Order so much. This is the woman, I forgot her name, but it's kind of a... She's like a regular? Yeah, she, you would know her if you... SVU? Like I don't Mariska Hargitay? Yes, that's it. Oh my God, stop it. She was there, yeah. And then the first day I saw, I don't know if you know David Crumholtz, I've seen him and... And uh, that guy Anthony Rapp. Oh, I know him. I mean, I I've I met think his him. name's Anthony Rapp. Yeah, I, the guy I from Rent. The guy from what? Rent, right? Yes, and he was in. Uh, he, I mean, he was in School Tide, but that's is going back like yeah. twenty five years. But and I saw Susan Sarandon the first. Okay, time. Yeah. okay. she was probably the biggest star I saw. Um, what exactly are we fighting for, Todd? Uh, oh since, God! Since you were at the, I, mean, I assume I you're think, abreast I, of these I, things. I mean, I'm I'm, dre- I'm dreading like because sometimes they shove mi- microphones in people's faces, yeah. and I know I'm just ready to go. I'm not the one to talk about this. I just kind of know it. So I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a lot of it is about streaming. Right. Residuals Be- and streaming. Yeah, because, you know, you're on a show for Netflix. Netflix, like, if you have a special on Netflix, they don't tell you if it's doing well or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't go, here's what the numbers are, even though if it's your own special. So, you know, if if it were a residual kind of model, I guess... If you want a show that was getting streamed billions of times as opposed to 100,000 times, you should get more money. I think that's what it's about. I don't know why. I just, well, now, I just know it's cool to strike and then well, post look, an Instagram look, picture of Look, everybody, our union is striking, so we're part of the union. Yeah, I, I, have a feel, I just feel like it, it feels right. <laughs> it probably, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> one might, if Noam were here, and Noam's not here, uh, he would argue that it's not a matter of right or wrong. It's a matter of people negotiating for what they want. And, 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 you know, if, if, if uh, they need us enough, then they'll give us more. If, if Did you vote for the strike? I, I don't think I voted, no. Ouch. I, they, they send me shit, and I, yeah. you know, and I don't, usually I throw it away. Oh, okay. Unless it's a bill for dues. Then I don't throw it away, but I don't, I ignore it for a while, for about yeah. three months or four months. <laughs> but, um... Now, Mike Massa, does anybody know who that is? No. Well, he set himself on fire during the SAG. Uh, oh, but is he, he's a stunt guy, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's not like a Tibetan monk. Yeah, he know. wasn't, it was not like a real, he was not dying, that guy. Hilarious. Um, now, as comedians, I mean, our one advantage, obviously. Yeah, live gigs. What, if, if we had a Netflix special or a Netflix series, and it did very, very well, then we could make the money 
on live gigs, as you pointed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Because we could, you know, the nice thing about stand-up comedy is that we can, they can't, you know, stop us from doing live shows and, and people, and if we become well-known, then we uh, will attract a but, crowd there. But obviously, that doesn't apply to actors who might get fucked because yeah. you know, they have no other income stream. It's too bad we're not unionized because we'd, we'd... Comedians? Yeah, we'd get insurance. Why aren't we unionized? I, I think they've tried. They to. tried to. Yeah, they tried to. Um, and then they didn't. But, uh, you know, 15 years or so I feel like ago, we'd SAG try. has... Perf- I guess it's not screen actors. All right, never mind. I'm, we could do a sip. Yeah. I, I yeah. just wish they would factor in our live gigs. When uh, figuring out insurance for us, figuring out whether we qualify, but I guess it's not mm, there. Well, it's screen is thing. the first. I mean, you could start another screen. union, and maybe that would work. Like the the Broadway has equity. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe you could do that. But how come nobody started a stand? Well, again, fifteen years or so ago, they they kind of tried, and it didn't kind of. Because it was a comedian's. I think it's hard coalition to get, to get, and get people together. It just didn't work. Yeah. Um, you mostly work. I believe music clubs, right? I mean, you, I don't work, do, you don't do like the improvs and the funny bones. I will sometimes, I haven't done the funny bone in a while and I haven't done an improv in a while. I've done the LA improv very mm. recently, which is really good. Um, I try to do like uh, opera houses. No, I try to do like, uh, <laughs> try to do like little theaters, little music venues, little performance spaces. Yeah. And do you, um, so, it's like you rent the theater and... Ne- or no, they- I get booked and a promoter brings me there. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't like say I'm going to rent out your theater and, and see what happens. But, then, but as far as the promotion, you, you take on that responsibility? I mean, ideally, they do every, there's they do a promoter it. who like, you know, brings your... You know, when you see a band, there's a promoter who brings it into town. And you know, they book whatever markets are in the area or, or maybe the whole nation. But... And then they, and then yeah, they promote it. I promote it. Some are very bad about promoting it, and then others are really good about it. Do you have a favorite place? Favorite place to perform? Like, is oh there gosh, a, like a favorite city or venue? I think more specifically. Oh. Oh. You mean like on the road, not? Yeah. Not the comedy cell. Not the comedy cell. Okay. That's obvious, right? Yeah, that's yeah. obvious. Uh Oh gosh, I, I I could do it more by city. Okay. Uh, oh, I I mean I like in L.A. I like the Improv. I like uh, Largo, Dynasty oh, I typewriter. Never Largo. Um, I never A lot about that. I like. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of places. I like cities. I'll do cities. I'm going to change your question. Okay. Uh, like, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I like Toronto. Todd, are there any cities that you? I mean, I love Toronto like? and I love uh, Chicago and I mean. I, you can have a good show anywhere, and you can have a bad show yeah. anywhere. But there are places where you're more likely to not have a, you're less likely to have a bad show. Yeah, I think that's true. I think in any city, there's going to be a group of people that are going to dig you. you yeah, just got to find them, make people. sure they, yeah. they've got to know, you know, about it. And I guess you have a, you know, pretty good following from uh, yeah. your online presence. Yeah, I mean, not, I guess. Yeah, among yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not the only reason people know. But that's how it is now. It's like the online press. Like, more, like nobody cares if you did the Tonight Show anymore. No, it's, it's how many you know. It's it's what you got going on Instagram and TikTok and all that shit. Are you posting regularly? I am. I'm not doing the. I mean, I will. I have a special coming out soon. Oh, okay. Um, well, then we'll, we'll certainly delve into that a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to reveal the name of it yet because I want it to be a surprise. But okay. When is it coming out? I can't tell. You. No, August 28th. <laughs> I think is. 
is what it's on on, on 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 YouTube or on you on all things comedy YouTube. Okay. Um, so you produce it yourself? They produced it. They who, paid. Who for are it. they? All things comedy is. Oh, uh, oh okay. They're a, a production company that Bill Burr and Al okay. Madrigal and a bunch of other people started. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, where'd you tape it? Chicago. At the Den Theater. It's going to be an hour special? That's sort About of... About 50-ish. Yeah, that's kind of the standard... Yeah, now thing. I think there's less uh, pressure to do, like, it's got to be an hour. Is it thematic? I guess not. I mean, your, your style is not, like, where you do long stories, no, necessarily. No, so, it's just, I bounce around. You know, because, like, some, some specials are thematic, like... Uh, 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 John Mulaney's recent special was all about his his drug and rehab, mm-hmm. and Chappelle's. I mean, he does a lot about trans and and. You know. <laughs> I don't know. If that's the theme <laughs> of his. I don't think. But, but Chris Rock's recent special was called. Uh, what was it called? It was. Uh, um, selective outrage. Selective outrage. So it was not entirely, but yeah. largely about selective outrage. I guess. And mm-hmm. you and I are comics that kind of do shorter jokes. Yeah, yeah. I wish I didn't, though. I mean, well, you you know, maybe you could just surprise everybody in your next. I mean, I have some epic long jokes, but they're not like I don't tell like ten minute stories or anything. Also, you don't tell you you don't uh, you talk about your life, but you talk about the you don't talk about. I don't think. I mean, from watching you, um, you talk about sort of the minutia, the 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 yeah. I don't get get too personal personal, for the most part. Yeah. So you and I are alike in that way. Yeah, we're closed books, man. But, but perhaps, you know, I don't know. If I got famous and had to come up with another hour, I would just make the other hour just... When are you going to do a special? I just did one. You did? Yeah, I did. But, but I also got somebody produced it for me and paid me up front. Who's that? The, the, uh, Crossroads. Uh, they're, they're, this, they, they're like a music thing. There's a musical club in Jersey, Crossroads. And, uh-huh. and they, they decide to get into the special business and they gave specials out to um, several of us, all of us, uh, you know, longtime veterans of comedy, Tony Viveros, uh, Wendy Liebman, uh, Tom Cotter, like, not, not young people. Right, right. How did they find you? Eddie Brill was booking it. Oh. So Eddie Brill, who, for those who don't know, he's been a long time, he used to book the Letterman. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so I taped When's it. When's that coming out? Well, I don't know. They're, they're trying to find, like, a place to put it. You know, whether it be Hulu, it may end up and likely will end up yeah, on YouTube. YouTube is where they're going to put it. You know, <laughs> that's fine. You know, uh, if, they, if maybe Amazon, I don't know, Amazon, can't you just put any, literally anything on Amazon? You can post it, but it's also, you can also get a deal from Amazon. Yeah, right. Which I, every, I mean, I didn't get a deal from, I didn't get, I wasn't able to get a deal from people. But in any case, so yeah, so I, I, it's called A Little Bit Bananas. That's the It name. is? Well, I like that. But that's, Periel was, was one who suggested that. Because I have a joke about my, my teacher showing us how to use a condom with a banana. Yeah, yeah. I heard you do it the other night. Okay. So, so Perry, I thought a little bit bananas. It's a reference to that joke, but also a reference to the fact that I am. You're a little out of Some folks say <laughs> a little bit bananas. You're not. I know some I folks include the, uh, the, uh, the, the psychiatrist at Payne Whitney uh, uh, Mental Institution. No, I'm uh, kidding about that. <laughs> but, 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 um, but I am a little bit bananas, yes. Yeah, well, we all are. You know, if you're in this business. Join the club. You know, um, that's great though. They should just dump it on YouTube, man. They, they might end up, and likely will end up going in that direction. Sure, hmm. and who knows? I mean, if it gets, but the, the point is, is if it gets, I mean, the best case scenario is a million people see it, two million people, whatever. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But in that case, then you have to go on the road 
with, with new shit. I know, it's hard. And that's hard. And so maybe I'll then change my style to just telling stories about my life. Well, that leads me to my new, my latest okay. tour that I'm doing. Please do. Please do. I don't know if you've seen it advertised. I haven't done Have it you seen it, Perio? I have. I'm doing a, I'm doing a, call, a, a tour called the Half Joking Tour, where it's half crowd work, half jokes. Okay. You, but you've done a crowd work. I did, yeah. Best, yeah. And I can't say I didn't. I, I can't say I really wanted to keep doing because now that everyone's everyone's doing, doing, you were sort of a pioneer. In I am the, I'm the <laughs> pioneer. Well, you were like the first one to do a crowd work special. I think maybe one other person did one, but I'm not definitely not the first person to do crowd work. But I mean, no, there weren't special. There wasn't like people. It wasn't a thing the way it is. It wasn't now. a big deal, yeah. And now it's everyone is. I mean, I I could talk about how I feel about that. But. Well, go ahead. Well, you certainly can, but if you don't want to, yeah, I don't want to. Well, obviously, you feel negatively about it. <laughs> I don't want to insult anyone, but uh, I, I mean, I, I just, I don't, I feel like now's the time if you're a comic, you should be posting jokes. But they don't want to, they want people to see the jokes and then they go on the road oh, and they have know, to do new jokes. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to not do a joke because you released it on Instagram? Like, people, like, everyone's going to get up and leave or something? <laughs> well, I mean, just let me ask. Fucking, I can understand if, you, you know, you do a whole special yeah, and yeah. then you go out on the road and they see the whole special. Like, what do you, I feel ripped off. But, like, isolated clips? Like, well, what, what do you think is the, like, say you had a clip that went viral uh -huh. and a million people saw it, 10 million people saw it. I mean, would you do it at a live show? Sure. What, 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 at what Hell number yeah. do you say, everybody's I've, seen this joke, fuck it, I'm not doing I've, it? I mean, I could, like, I'm going to try to not do anything. Once my special comes out. Or drops, as we say now. Drops. I'm not going to do anything from the special, but I know that I could. I feel like sometimes people want to see yeah, your but, greatest hits. As sometimes the they do. Yeah. Like, Dan, do that banana joke. I mean, they do, but there's also, you can't lose if you're doing new stuff. Yeah. Unless, right. I mean, good I'm new right. stuff. Right. Now, <laughs> Louis, it's as you know or may know, Louis uh, was on a podcast where he referenced that banana joke. Right. And he did the banana joke. Yeah. He did the banana joke. And I'm, look, uh, I'm grateful to, to him because a lot of people found out about me but i get people coming to me after the show saying hey i that banana joke you know from the louis i heard louis right. and i don't know whether they i guess they were happy to hear it it's yes. only one joke but yes you know, people people do remember the shit you i mean know. i know like brian regan who's very prolific at the end of his show i think he comes out and does an encore and people yell out great hits yeah. of his yeah but i don't you know he's not going to go on stage and do the the u2 joke from in the yeah. middle of his set or whatever right it, it, it does seem to be uh, a thing that, like, the idea of coming up with a new hour every year or two seems to be something that I didn't see 20 years ago. I mean, it's been, I mean, Carlin used to do it. Yeah, I guess so. But, and I will say, I do understand the, the releasing clips that aren't material because, it, you know, it is more disposable and... If you look good in it, then you didn't burn that joke. But I, I don't know that. I think burning materials is kind of an extreme way of, like, phrasing, like, posting a YouTube clip. But I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, if it's a YouTube clip and eighty million people watched it, then maybe all right. What, what my my feeling about crowd work is this: um, for it to be good, I think it often will take time because. You know, you talk to somebody and where they're from, and then maybe you talk to somebody else and where they're from, and then maybe you mix the two together. You make a, comp you kind of, you get information, to get information out of people takes time, and then to kind of weave it together, you know, might, might, it, these clips can only be a minute or two. Yeah. So I think 
you know, to get a, a really good crowd work quickly is difficult. Because I think good crowd work you requires a lot of information that you extract from the audience, other than just where you're from. Yeah. You might want to know, oh, what do you do? How did you guys meet? It takes time, don't you think, to, to get enough information to really come up with a killer Well, I mean, that's what's good about crowd work is it eats a lot of time also. But, 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 that, <laughs> but it doesn't work in a clip that has to be a minute or two. Yeah, if it's like a boom, 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 if you just nail something, like yeah. I always do when I do crowd work. Right? Oh, Larry. But again, like, some, like you might talk to somebody that's from... <laughs> say from England and then a couple of minutes later you talk to somebody from Ireland and then you make some sort of joke about you know English-Irish relations but you'd have to get both clips that are maybe well, separated if, I mean, by in, two in or three minutes in that example but I think that happens it, a lot no also- but I feel like something usually pops like something ridiculous if you talk to enough people like somebody usually does something fucking idiotic or says something ridiculous yeah but then it's then then they're funny not you but I, I, you know, a lot of times, like people are laughing because the audience, like, you know, where'd you guys meet? We met in church, and then the audience just finds that funny, and right. and and they're they're laughing, you know, or 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 I I used to date his best friend, and then they're laughing at just the absurdity of that situation, mm-hmm. but it's not you didn't do anything. They're just laughing at the absurd, and you'd be like, and then like, you know, you might give like a look, like you roll your eyes, and then the audience yeah. laughs because you're rolling your eyes. I will say... When but I you see, didn't say anything interesting. I fucking... I get sad when I see a comic doing crowd work. And why most, is that? Especially a newer comic, because it's, it's a waste of their time. Mm. So, I mean, well, it's not I, a waste of their time if they get a million hits on YouTube and then go on the road and can fill a Yeah, club. that's... You could do... You could just as likely do that with a joke. No. I just Because I see these... Especially these MCs, and they're just like... They get on stage, and it's like, oh, what about you? Oh, what about you? And the audience just sitting there waiting for anything to happen that you decide, and you're deciding that you're just going to go. What about you? Hey, what but about what's you? your ideal M? Like, uh, uh, I, well, uh, my ideal MC yeah. is something that I fight with people all the time, which is not a second of crowd work. Okay, not, so Mike Yard fits that description. Yeah, does he? He doesn't do a second of crowd work. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, because uh, I just it's, there's this. Oh, so I'm going to get fired up. But there's just this myth well, we that, like that. I, that warms them up. And it, it, if you go to a show on, at a theater, it's very unlikely that, the, right. that, and like, why don't they need to be warmed up? And also, yeah, your first joke might not work. Your second joke might not work. But that's just, it's the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't, I just get, because I, I see people, you know, I've seen them like, they're emceeing a whole weekend at a club and they're just, just shitting on people. And if you like doing it, then you should do that. But that's like an hour of stage time that you could be working on stuff. No one's going to, very few people, except like exceptions like this guy, Matt Reif, I think his name is. Yeah. Right, yeah, Matt Reif. I mean, I guess. who's exploded yeah. with crowd work. Right. And, but I don't think, I think people are going to be more likely to notice you if you do something that you've written. Well, as a guy that has to go on after these people, do you, do you, see, well, do you see a difference? Have you noticed a difference? Well, that's another thing is that why I don't like the MCs doing it. And I, as, I mean, I wish they wouldn't. Some people are do it in a way that doesn't, some people do it in a way that whoops up the crowd in a shitty way. Like, I don't like that. <laughs> but I can also, I'm skilled enough where I can deal with it and be fine. <coughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's times where the MC does all the crowd work, and then you're like, and the first act is the first actual jokes they're hearing of the night. You know? 
Do, but do you think it makes a difference in terms of how they perceive, the, how they receive a joke if they haven't heard ten minutes of jokes prior to that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know necessarily know that I've noticed a big difference in, in it. I mean, every possi- everything is possible. You can go up in front of the. There's acts where you're like, oh, I could never follow up that guy, and then you follow them and you fucking kill, and you think it's the type of act that you could never follow. And then there's acts you think you can follow, and then you're like, oh shit, what's going on now? It's not going well, and then. But I think it, uh, I think it sort of sends a message that, it, hey, we're all in this together. You, you guys are, instead of just like, you're the audience and we're the comedian. I don't know. So I don't mean in like some shitty like boundary, but there should be a boundary. Yeah, like the show is starting now as like a proper yeah. show. Well, I, always wa- I, I feel I have to watch the MC here when I go on because I don't want to repeat it. Qu- because I will involve the audience. Not crowd work per se, but just as a jumping off point. Like, I have a joke about Canada, so I might say any Canadians here to get into that joke. Mm-hmm. And if the MC's already spent 10 minutes talking to the Canadians, <laughs> I'll look like an idiot yeah, yeah. if I say any Canadians. No, I, yeah, I generally, if, if I'm doing a headlining show, I watch the opener if it's someone I don't know. But, but. Do you ever tell an opener, hey, look, I talk about this, so maybe... Oh, yeah, this? yeah. If I'm paying someone, I don't, like, put some straight jacket on them, but, but it's just, like, no crowd work and... If there's like a big chunk, mm-hmm. like I do a big chunk of cat jokes, don't do any cat jokes, please. And that's it. I'm not like a, I don't I just had a barbecue the, with a transcript you. of their act or something. <laughs> just very briefly, I was at a barbecue with your cat sitter, Tom. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's a comedian. But, yes. <laughs> but he's also your cat sitter. Yeah, he is my cat sitter, Tom Ryan. Yeah, very funny guy. Um, my oldest friend. He's really a nice guy. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. Um, anyway... Um, it's re- I just want to say that as a much newer comic, it's interesting to hear you guys say that. Well, because we have a lot of wisdom to dispense. I know. What do you think I'm doing sitting here for half my life trying to glean something? Well, if you have any uh, particular questions about what we've discussed and you want our wisdom, you're certainly No, but it's it. interesting because peop- I host a lot of shows and I've been told other things that like get on stage and say hello and talk to the audience yeah. a little bit. and That's just something that's just being repeated to you that's not there's no evidence of that <laughs> i mean if you go to the san francisco like the punchline san francisco or a lot of clubs on the road yeah they just go right into the, the comic just start to yeah. do comedy i i mean i don't think it's a bad thing to say hey welcome and yeah you can say hi welcome to no, yeah. whatever and, club and, you're and at then, yeah, yeah. and then and then i don't think it's a bad thing to do your jokes if your goal is to just to get great at writing and telling jokes then you want to use that time wisely and, and, and so I agree with that. In that sense, you I want mean, to use that time productively and tell jokes. A hundred percent. I think there's real value to that. But I also think that sometimes it's harder, and maybe that's your job, is that it's harder to just go straight into jokes. Well, I mean, the way I think, am I cutting you off? No, 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 no. Um, I think some people, what they're doing by doing that is they're going, hey, my first joke might not work. So why even try? Right. When I could go, how's, where are you from? Right. Well, there's no pressure. No one's going to start cracking up when I say, where are you from? I just feel like if you were in the audience and you're sitting there, because often it's, I understand maybe if they're just getting settled and they're just getting seated while you're, I mean, it's sometimes some rooms have more chaos in them than others. But because I've seen shows where like, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the audience and they're just sitting there. Waiting for something Wait, to happen. Yeah, waiting. So they're not waiting for you to ask where they're from. Right. And like, which would you rather hear as an enter- as an audience member? A joke that's really good or a discussion? 
Well, the discussion that, is 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 done comedically. I you know that could be good, but yeah, I know I'm not. I mean, clearly, I'm I'm doing a I've done a crowd work special and I'm doing a current <laughs> tour where, I, but but no one's going on after me. Also, that's a big it's a big difference. I do want to talk about. I have to follow myself in this t- upcoming tour. I do want to talk about uh, another entertainer of note that uh, just uh, died, I guess, just today, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, 56 years old. They're not saying how she died, so <coughs> I'm assuming it well, was it seems something fair. bad like drugs or, or, or just a suicide. But um, Yeah, that's, that's... I feel like, Todd, I feel like you, you, you've met Sinead O'Connor. I've never met Sinead uh, it O'Connor. It seems like no. somebody you would have met. No, mm-hmm. I've never met her. But, I mean, it seemed like she had a rough, rough... Like she seemed like she's been in rough shape for a while, but um, yes, and um, I know that Noam probably would not appreciate my phrasing on this, but I do think she died by suicide. No, no well, I mean, when they don't say, usually it's either that well, or, also or a, a her drug. Son, her son died last year, oh, and I, I think she tried. Oh, to... that's enough to put you over the edge. But um, how did her son die? By suicide. Oh, God. Yeah, and she said that it just like absolutely ravaged. Oh her. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very sad. Let's go back to talk about crowd work. <laughs> I know, and insurance was even better. <laughs> well, um, that was a crowd. She, 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 she's been famous for about thirty years. I, I think she only had one big hit. I don't want to disparage her, but I'm just thinking it's interesting. Well, no, nothing compares to you, right? That other than wasn't that, that a Prince yeah, that is song? It's a Prince song, and yeah. and but but uh, but um, she covered it, yeah. So she, her entire career was based on the fact that she did a great cover of a Prince song. Is that what you're suggesting? I'm suggesting that she's been famous for a very long. She did that time. song, Mandica. Man, yeah, do you know Mandica? Was that her? <laughs> I can't I don't sing. Know. But I'm know. saying it's just interesting to me that, mm. she, that she's been. I think part of it also she was provocative. She ripped a post picture of the Pope or something. She took a mm-hmm. stand against the Catholic Church. Um, so she was provocative. She she also you know she was she had a, her hair her hair was shaved and I think the, so she had a look. Mm. They made fun of her on SNL. I remember going back. Uh, she was a real um, quote unquote troublemaker. I read that she took real pride in that. That. As a as an artist and as a person, that she really went against the grain, if you will. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, all I know is that she ripped up a picture of the Pope. That's the only thing I know that she did. She also didn't want the national anthem played when she did a, a venue in the in New Jersey. Oh wow! The U.S. national anthem, I guess. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was just the thing that they every event there they played the national anthem. She's like, I don't want. Yeah, to. she was fucking cool. She was a badass. Yeah. So, you know, that's my point, is that she, her fame was in large measure from these ancillary sort of um, wow. things, other than just the nothing compares to you, which was a big hit, but it was a big hit a long time ago. And well, there's big probably big people who are more into her music than you are. That's probably and, true. And I'm not, I don't know much about But the fact that yeah. she's a household name for yeah. anybody. Yeah, least, yeah like you don't get that being that famous just from ripping up a picture of the Pope. Although Lisa Loeb, people still know who she is. She's also ripped up a picture <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say that. I know Lisa Loeb a little bit. Now, her you do know. Yeah. She's very nice. She is very nice. She was on our podcast. She talked about Camp Lisa. Oh, really? Yeah. She, she was on this podcast? Yeah, years ago. Oh, okay. What's yeah. Camp Lisa? It's a camp like, uh, it's a camp that she did like for kids that maybe they can't afford. I don't know. It's a camp. Okay. For, for, for kids. 
uh, to go to, obviously. Um, you, I want to hear more about Todd's cat sitter. Oh, you mean about him as a person? No, just like what, how often that's... Well, when I go on the road, I either have, I have two people generally who either my friend Tom Ryan will stay there. I don't think he cares if I talk about Nah, probably thing. not, no. How many cats do you have? I have one little goof. You love that cat, right? I do love her, yeah. yeah. She's, a, you know, she's uh, exhausting, but I do love her. Do you have one? I don't have one. You seem like she, you would have one. She has a son. Uh, oh, yeah. How old's your son? He's about to turn 10. Oh, okay. You got, you got, you got a lamp. That's also a lot of work. Yeah. It's probably yeah. more work than a cat. Hey. That's <laughs> not a contest. Um, why is she exhausting? It's just, she's... Uh, just if you're not in the same place energy wise, like if you're just waking up and she's like, is she a kitten? She's five years old. Now, okay. But I got her when she was a kid. Okay. But so, yeah, so he comes and he'll, you know, or I'll have someone come visit, come twice a day to the apartment. Wow. That's like cats a lot less work than a dog. A dog. Is yeah. You know, they don't have to be walked, but they do. There should be played with and uh, get that scoop that litter twice a day if you can. Fed twice a day. Does your apartment smell and you just don't know it because you're there all the time? Um, and you're used to it? Am I nose blind? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, that can commercial? happen. That can happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> think so. I, I mean, it's possible, I should say. I, Not I mean, if you're scooping litter twice a day. That you happens You've got to be, be careful because I've been to you know, houses where people have cats and it just, it just smells awful, but they don't know it. Yeah, well, then, then, then it doesn't smell awful if I don't know it. Well, but you might have visitors. Well, somebody would... You might have... Did you tell them? Did you tell them it smells? No, like- I didn't tell. No. I'm surprised knowing you. Well, I probably you didn't did. Tell- <laughs> I probably told Louis Schaefer because he's a good friend of mine, and and I might, and he's the kind of person I could tell. Yeah. What did? What did? You, how would you? But I don't remember. That? But I may not have. But like, I, how, I how could Louis, you do that tactfully? I just. I think I just retched like. <laughs> and also, what do you, what what's to be gained by like? Well, like, if there's well, something I'll you can make do- sure her she her shit doesn't smell. Well, anymore. if there's something that can be done about it, I mean, if you if you if you can stay on top of it, I yeah, you got to stay. You can't let it. Some people let their litter stack up, and ah, uh, not this guy. Yeah, well, you seem like a very um, oh, look oh. at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Todd and his cat. Wait, what's what's the cat's name? Her name is Michaeline. She had it's the name she had at the ASPCA, and okay. I kept it because I thought it was kind of sweet, and I'd never heard it before. It is sweet. She looks like she's. Enormous is she, or is that just the? Uh, it could be the angle. She's no, she weighs like eleven pounds. You know, the woman on my floor in my building where I live committed suicide, and prior to doing so, she had her dog put down. Oh. Okay, that is a lot. It's a lot to unpack. <laughs> but uh, which, and then I went online. I googled, like, can you just put a dog down for any reason? And like some vets, you can. Really? You can just say, kill my dog? Yeah, some vets. Like, I don't. That's fucking. Okay. That should be illegal. Okay, one second. Yeah. First of all, when did this happen? A couple years ago. And how did you find out? The neighbors. It's just another person in the building said, Did you hear about so and so? Did she commit suicide in the building? And I haven't. I think so. Yeah, because there was like on the on the door of the building there was like this tape. Yeah. Like this police tape. Like for some reason I didn't know this. How did like, she do it? I, that I don't know. But well, I mean, how? I, I don't know. But for some reason, I guess when I don't know what, why, but there was like an NYPD like sticker. Well, on that's there. that's gonna happen if someone's. They don't know if it's murder. They don't know. You know, they got the, the cops are gonna be involved in something. 
Just, well, the cops are always involved when somebody dies. I mean, not always, yeah, yeah. but I think that cops, right? If somebody dies, you call the cop. Don't you call the cops when, normally? When, even if they die of natural causes, do, who do you call? You, I think you call the call Ghostbusters. You know, but who, who do you call somebody's right uh, like there. dead in the apartment? Right there. What's the first call that you make to if somebody, you say your roommate is dead? It's kind of sad that I mean, it's the whole thing sad. But why didn't you just like find a place for, put it up for adoption and then? I love that that's what Todd's upset about. Well, I don't... <laughs> no, no, like, why? I mean, yeah, it's sad she killed herself, obviously, but it's just... But she she, also she, she had the presence of mind to go to the vet. So you're saying, so why not have the presence of mind to... to uh, why is nobody taking this vet to task for killing yeah, a no, fucking I already, dog? I already I did uh, a Todd mentioned that. that. I, said that I, I don't... I mean, you can insane. Google that. I did, and I... Like I said, like, I think some vets, like, if you just... You know, you they're don't like, sure, to, yeah. You don't have like to give eight hundred dollars. You don't have to give a reason. I mean, I can't. Maybe Nicole can verify that she's yeah, not, like, not obligated to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I want Nicole to verify that one. Um, you know, maybe the dog was about fifteen, so he was not a young dog. But he, oh, well, but I, damn, I, that changes. Well, but, but 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 I saw him in the hallway. I mean, this dog had energy. <laughs> this dog, this dog was going to outlive all of us. I mean, is there a chance she, she her dog was? Oh, if you ask, you put a vet down. It's called owner request. You think? Your vet convenience has the, euthanasia. Your vet has the legal oh right to euthanize God. a healthy animal if it is beyond behavioral rehabilitation, it is dangerous, or has behavioral issues. Oh, that's see, that's not okay. That's like, different. That's not just like, hey, I don't. But are you? Is that every state, or is I mean, well, what is convenience euthanasia? Sounds very it sounds vague. Horrifying. Also, it sounds just selfish. <laughs> also, <laughs> look at that question on the bottom. Can you kill your terminally ill <laughs> pet yourself? <laughs> well, I think that's a yes, it, but it's the, but behavioral it's rehabilitation illegal. is of course a matter of subjectivity. <laughs> Wait, but that's also in Florida. Please note. Oh. Well, can you look up the New York law, uh, Nicole? Can you if, kill your term? Okay, so uh, for, first of all, don't they euthanize like thousands and thousands of Yes, at the ASPCA or day? maybe not at the ASPCA. I don't know about the ASPCA, but in shelters, there are shelters where they, oh, yeah, they, they can't get they, rid of the animals. Yeah, yeah. Like every single day in this country, yeah. they kill thousands of animals. Yeah. I mean, that there they are also no kill shelters. Yes, there are no kill shelters, but. Those are sad because it's like, they'll be like, this cat Sparky's been here. Two years. Yeah. No, no, it's like yeah. So thing. buy Sparky. Buy. Well, you don't buy. You adopt, no, buy. Adopt. I mean, like oh, good, buy. Oh, good buy. Like good buy Sparky. I mean, sad. Good. Sad buy. So I don't. You know. You don't want. I don't really know what what's worse. Oh, okay. Like that, it's worse that like a vet's doing it when they do it just as like par for the right. course right. in shelters all across. I mean, I think it's horrible regardless. I mean, if you can't find. Nobody's going to adopt yeah. a 15-year-old dog yeah. either. So she did have the foresight in her defense to not give this dog to a shelter. It might have been more humane to actually euthanize. Okay. If she didn't have anybody that was willing to take it, perhaps. Well, who's going to take a 15-year-old dog? I'll tell you, this dog, like I said, he had spunk. Uh, he would run all around the hallway. I would, I would see him, and he ran into how my apartment. How talking about this? <laughs> I think it's interesting. No, it said, how did we start talking? Oh, about how do we? Oh. Uh, because... Oh, um, yeah, no, your cat. Oh, okay. Your cat. We talk every cat, yeah, yeah. and then I just we move, you know, from the cat talk to the to the, to my neighbor. Is there a song, Michaeline? Michaeline. Michaeline. Sounds like um. It's not, like isn't a Stevie I think that's Nick song? I think that's Angelina Jolie's mother's name. Really? Doesn't and, that sound like a Stevie Nick song? It could be. I mean, I, I yeah, not not. Okay, it no, it does. Hit me over the head, but um, no, it does sound like Angelina Jolie's mother was Marshaline. Marshaline. Oh, there Trump. you go. Um, 
Okay, what else is going on? Well, the Comedy Cellar is doing something, and uh, it, I don't know if it'll work, but it's the Comedy Cellar is simulcasting um, a show. They're, they're, they're taping a show. They're, they're not taping. They're simulcasting a show to 48, I think, 47, 48, whatever the number is. I saw Bill Grunfast just last night. He's involved with it. You know Bill. Yeah. So um, Regal Movie Theaters is, is uh, partnering with the Comedy Cellar, and they will be showing on their screens a simulcast Comedy Cellar show at 48 or so theaters around the country. Um, you come to the theater, you get your popcorn, you get your, you get your you know, tub of soda, and you watch a Comedy Cellar show in real time, simulcast from the world-famous Comedy Cellar. Uh, neither Todd nor I have, were invited to do this show, uh, but, uh, but that's okay. Um, I don't know what criteria they use to pick the... the I would have asked Noam if he were here. Well, uh... But, um, Look, think about how old you are and how old I am, and then take it from there. <laughs> well, but if 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 you, but Louis C.K. wanted to do it, I don't think they would say well, no. That would transcend. That's a super more famous person. But maybe also you just weren't here that night. You immediately no, no. I, I I don't think they've taped it yet. It's simulcast, so they haven't done. Well, it. well I don't know what simulcast is. I mean, it's like they tape it at it's like at the same time. Simul. So it's short for simultaneous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the time, you never heard the word simulcast. No. Oh my god. <gasps> I'm so. Smart. Yeah, but you couldn't guess <sighs> what. Uh, well, <laughs> I obviously did guess since I guessed yeah, and yeah. I was right. But you so didn't guess with any confidence. Give her a break. I had See, plenty. I, I, I have plenty of. Um, it's uh, uh, August fifth. August fifth. Uh, New York Comedy Cellar Uncentered live stream. Um, How uh, much your tickets? Tickets are. Wait a second here. More details. Uh, August uh, Uncensored. Um, 2023. Showing in 2D. I'm not seeing how much it costs though. Um, okay. But anyway, let's assume it's a twenty dollar ticket. Todd Barry, is this going to be, is this going to be uh, a hit or a miss? I don't know. I mean, it's it's an interesting idea, but I, I wonder, like, I wonder if it's something that's done before a movie. Otherwise, no, it is. Or, it, it's the main event. It's the main event. So people can just make a trip to the movie theater to, to watch, watch the, the comedy cellar. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you know, your your facial expression doesn't appear. I mean, I I wish everyone good luck, but I do wonder. Like, whether it's just going to be like, I have Netflix at home, why am I? Well, uh, speaking to Bill Grunfest last night, he told me that the selling point, you're quite right, of course. Um, is the live watch. aspect of it? It's, it's that, it's the live aspect. It's that you're, you're, you're going out. Some people just like an evening out. Yeah. And you're with people, so, you know, comedy is better in a crowd, generally. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a contagious factor in terms of the laughter. So those factors, plus the fact, yeah, yeah, basically that's it. It's live, uh, and it's you know you're out and about, and you get your 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 uh, your uh, nachos or whatever. I mean, if people if it works, then I I got no I got no problem with it. I'm assuming that this is in places other than New York City. Yes, yes obviously, like uh, in places Kansas where places or... that are you know you can't go to the comedy cellar. So, you know. Um, this is from the Otero Bank. Go to a live comedy show at your local movie theater. I'm just trying to see if they have the cities. It's 48, I was right, across the United States. Live, uncensored, and bigger than life. I mean, it would be, be kind of fun to watch that, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. With a big tub of buttery popcorn. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not seeing the lineup, though. For more, uh, I really would like to know the lineup. I don't know why they're not... They're, they're being cagey on the lineup here. Well, maybe that's intentional. Yeah, it's like... 
You gotta see for you gotta see for yourself, man. So your special's coming out August twenty eighth. Yeah. When will you be releasing the name? Before I just haven't gone public with it's the name. Like, I'm not. I don't mean to make oversell the name. No, not at all. I'm well, it's like a baby. A lot of people, you know, they they don't want to yeah, give you the name of the it's my baby. little baby. <laughs> they don't want to give you the name of the it's baby. I don't know. Little. My niece, my niece is having a baby, and I don't know what it's going to be called. And but I'll know in in August, which is coming up. Is it also? And also Rosebud Baker. She wouldn't tell me the name. Yeah. Well, you don't really. So I don't know Rosebud Baker from a hole in the wall, but. Well, that might be why she yeah. didn't want to. I mean, tell I do you know her from a hole in the wall, but I don't. I don't know her very well, so you know, I certainly wouldn't be. If she were going to reveal it, it wouldn't be to me. Well, the but, thing but is a lot of people don't reveal the name. Yeah, of but I think also people don't like telling the name of things before they come out because everybody has a fucking opinion about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to hear like, "Well, I'm naming," but yeah, also anyone who would say that's a good way to find out who's a, a good friend. Like anyone who would say, "Like, question your baby's name." Is a, not a good person. Well, well maybe, maybe, like if you like, if you, would you do that? Would you? Well, you would, but would but you, you? But if you care about your friend and you say, "Look, I don't think," um, what if, that's so insulting. If you care about your friend, <laughs> they're not beating up their kid. They're just like giving it a name that you don't like. It's not like if well, but it might it might it might be a name that that is associated with something horrible. Okay, but like that's well, if they name like, their kid like Katrina. Now, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear Katrina? You think of the, hur- the hurricane. That's a pretty name, too. That's, un- yeah. Or, but, yeah, I mean. Okay, I- that's ridiculous, though. I mean, could, just because you have a different opinion than, like, this person obviously has decided what they're going to name their child. Like, why do I care if it's a name that I don't like? The only thing is, is I think it's a hard thing to hide. Like, if you don't like. You can hide it. What if your name, like, means something awful in another language? Like Adolf? Well, Adolf is an obvious one, but what if, like, uh, what is what, what is crap in Hebrew? Chara. What do you say? I'm gonna name my kid Chara, and you say, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this, but it means crap in Hebrew. And I, th- I like... think if someone came up with Chara, they probably knew it. <laughs> yeah, you know, they didn't just make put those sounds. No, they might. Together. Think some people do just put sounds together. You ever yeah. been to Aruba? Those people have the names in Aruba are like they just come up with anything. Like Ray Allen. No, Ray Allen wasn't born and raised I in Aruba. Know, but like some of these Aruban, you go down to Aruba, they, they have names that I think they, a lot of them, they just push, piece together different names. Some people do that. They piece together names. And like, oh, well, my, my grandmother's name was, was, was Hannah, it was Hannah, and, you know, and, and, but then my, you know, and my other grandmother was Shiara, so I'm going to put it together in Hara. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, as a friend, before you know it, his name crap. As a friend, I would have to say, you know, I, as your friend, yeah. I have to say that that means duty in Hebrew. Right. Uh, now, Hebrew is not a language that's widely spoken, so you might get away with it, especially if you live like in the Midwest. But um, okay, I'm going to guess that there aren't that many people naming their child that. Well, this is a, this is just an example of a situation, uh, unlikely though it might be. That where 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 one could argue that telling your friend that the name is not good uh, is 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 helpful. Well, you're. I mean, that's, uh, this that's is a extreme. very odd situation. It's extreme. I, I, yes, it's it, not even worth talking about. Okay. Well, I thought it was worth. I'm it. shutting it down. <laughs> and and uh, I'm shutting this down. Okay. But Unless you want to keep talking. No, that's okay. <laughs> now I feel guilty. <laughs> that that's all right. Um, we've discussed the strike. We've discussed. Mm-hmm. You know. Is there other big news going on? Um, well, Noam is at the comedy festival in Montreal. Yes, so that that is a uh, 
uh, we can discuss that briefly. We're almost done. But uh, the, I think uh, Howie Mandel's part owner, isn't he, of the comedy, of the Montreal Comedy Festival? Is he? I think he is. Oh. I don't know. But I haven't done it. When was the last time you were up there? A few years ago. I've done it a bunch of times, but it's been a few years. I did what's called the Ethnic Show. Really? Yeah, about on, seven years ago. On what grounds? It's astounding how long ago it was. Jewish. I mean, that's considered an ethnicity for purposes of the Montreal Comedy Festival. Okay. And then they had this, like, really white guy from Toronto who looked, like, very, very, you know, Northern European, but I guess he was Italian. And so, you know. So anyone with any heritage. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, like, basically Italian, Jewish, and then the, uh, Rashid Badouri, who is Moroccan, you, Muslim, did it. Uh, Ronnie Chang was on the show. Okay. This was before he was... He, was, he wasn't quite as big then, so he could do, you know, he, he wouldn't do it today, but, uh, and he's obviously Asian, and um, uh, was Jeannie Yasher right there? I'm not sure, but, but that, that, so it was the ethnic show, so they call it the ethnic show, and, you know, I don't have it, I didn't do any really jokes about being Jewish, but was um, it fun? I guess I just am. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about the ethnic show is it started, like, before all, everybody else got there, so I was there for, like, a week before, like, all the other people started to come for the other shows, so it was kind of like it was just us. Oh, it was it was in the first week. Yeah, it was in the first like break, but before like most they people do even French, got there. Isn't that when they do the French language? Uh, it might have been. It might have been. Version, you know, French version. Yeah, they do the French. French uh, might have been, but like very few people I knew what? were there, and we're, like the, the Montreal Comedy Festival was kind of fun because everybody stays at the same hotel. It's like summer camp. Everybody's hanging out at the hotel. You know, and all your friends from the comedy world and you haven't seen in a while. Yeah, that's It's like the, a comedy uh, reunion. It's I, the blessing and the curse of that festival. So, uh, you know, May Martin uh, was there when I was, you know, May. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know who there. she is. I don't yeah. know her. Uh, was there. What's no, what is Noam doing there? I mean, I, I don't know, know but if I had to guess, club, but I just, he, he wanted to go. To, if I had to guess why he wants to go. First of all, Montreal's a cool town. He probably just wanted to go to Montreal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my guess would be he just wanted to see, Noam has a, Noam does not want to be, Noam does not want to miss out on any comedians that are great and going to be potentially famous, and they don't work here. So in a couple, he's brought this up a couple of times where he's like, is there anybody I'm missing? Who should work here that I haven't seen that I don't know? Did you say my name when you said that? <laughs> well, you already do work here. Mm. Not, maybe not as often as, 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 as you should. Thank you. As you'd prefer. But in the one name he mentioned, of somebody that he, they say they missed out on, was Nate Bargatze. They said they, they didn't take to him when he... Uh, you know, was I don't know whatever, and and so, um, so he's afraid of missing out on somebody that's going to be big, and they they have no connection to the con. Mm. So, so my guess is, what is he doing there? He's he's trying to find out who he should be using that he's yeah. using. And that's my guess. I mean, it seems pretty reasonable that he would want to go and check out the yeah, it's Montreal. Not, it's not, it's not crazy. Also, <clears throat> um, you know, they need comics for Vegas, so yeah, you know, they see who's out, who's. That's like, the, I don't know how you could, in Noam's position, you could not go. Well, you just go online and you can see pretty much anybody you want. Yeah, but, but it's it, different. It's fun. I think, it. he, look, it's fun. And he gets to see, like, he, can, he combines. You know, yeah, it's a fun, it's a trip. It's a, and it's he a trip. The whole it's a trip. Off. He maybe writes they, it off and he goes to a nice restaurant. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll put him up, but, um, you know, and he'll go hang out and, he'll, you know, he's hang out at the, uh, what's the hotel? Was it Hyatt on, on John Mance that. I was. I don't know if they still. If that's wow, right. remember now, the, you remember the street that? Yeah. Any serial killers out there listening? Yeah, man. If you want to be kill some funny <laughs> folks, um, Jean Mance was, uh, I guess, a, a leading figure in, in Quebec history. 
I do want to, I don't know, are we out of time? We're getting out of time, but we're not there out of time. There is one other subject that's been weighing on my mind. And since the show has been veering a little bit dark. Yeah. Has anybody been following this Gilco killer in Long Island? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I saw an interview with a woman who went out with him. No. Yeah. Dan? I'm not from. I don't know the story. He asked her if she was into true crime, and she's like, "I'm a true crime." I mean, she said she was a serial killer buff. You're kidding, yeah. Todd? No, I'm not kidding. This was. I oh, you know what? Ended. The uh, Coleman is he Coleman? Why are you here? Is the band rehearsing now? Okay, okay. Then why are you here? Just to use the bathroom? Does this need to be done live? On of the course, thing? this is interesting. Anyway. Okay, sorry. I don't think your audience is interested in trombone cases, are they? you never know. Coleman, the great Coleman using a trombonist uh, of, of, of renown. I thought you were coming up here to use the bathroom. There's a bathroom up here. And um, were I famous? And if I had to go number two, yeah. I would do it up here. Say, say I were Dave Chappelle. And, Is that uh, where the celebs go? Like bigger celebs than me? I don't know. Like I go around the, if I have to do that, I go around the corner to the Village Underground because it's got a floor to ceiling door uh, in the bathroom. Why don't yeah. you come up here? Because I'd have to ask Liz for the key, or know him, and that's I would just have to ask, and then they would have, they would know why are you going upstairs. Like, well, I mean, you just told like the entire world. That's true. We got off topic now. Serial killers. So, that, well, I, I, uh, well uh, no, hold on a second. This is an interesting discussion. Okay. So the question is, is, if Dave Chappelle had to go to the bathroom, would he come up here, or would he just make extra sure that that didn't happen? Like, you're famous. You you got a plan. So what do you think? You can't just go to the bathroom. You can control when you have to take a shit. You you can you can control some. You you can control some aspect of it. If if I know I'm going to the comedy cellar. Yeah. Okay. I may not be so fast and loose with the hummus before the show. (laughs) I may decide you know to to forego my meal till later. Whereas now I'm like I'll take the chance. This is disgusting. It is disgusting. But let's talk about serial killers. Something. Well, all right. We'll end with serial killers because we do. We are running out of time. So okay. The serial killer story. I don't know anything. Rex Hoyerman. Hoy. Yeah. Herman. Yeah. Architect. Uh, Yes. Fifty-nine years old. Architect lives in Massapequa, Long Island. That's a sketchy place to begin with. It is. I guess they call it Matzo Pizza. Anyway, go ahead. That's where the. the Baldwin brothers right, are from. Right. Okay. And he was actually classmates with Billy Baldwin, which is maybe or maybe not interesting. But at any event, um, he had an architecture firm in the city. He was married. He had two kids. He lived with his wife in this fucking house in Massapequa. And yeah. apparently he was responsible for killing at least four women. And... I mean, I don't know. It's 2023. It takes 25 years to figure out from... Yeah. Well, for some reason, these serial killers take a long time to catch. How did they... I don't even know how they... I mean, Dahmer was doing it for, what, 10 years? Yeah, but that was a long time ago. I mean, the technology now is such that... How did he do it? First of all, this is genius. He did it in his own house while his wife and kids were away. No, how did he... Not how did he kill. How did they catch him? Oh, I got a little bit too excited for that. I know, you got too um, excited about They tied through DNA. Um, his wife's hair was on one of the bodies. Uh-huh. And then apparently there was like a pizza box somewhere oh, yeah. that had... Where do they find the body? The bodies were um, on Gilco Beach. Oh, I'm good. These killers, they always fuck up. 
Well, I, they often do. I think sometimes they want to fuck. I mean, and I mean, it's good that they fuck. They, but ultimately, I think some of them want the credit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the psychology is like, wait, I've done all this, this great serial killing, and I want some credit here. Yeah. You know, I think I think that that's part of part of it. But you have to be. But I mean, eventually, yeah. I mean, they, you know. Eventually. Well, there are two types of serial killers. There's organized and disorganized. And the people like this guy are organized and methodical. And they've got everybody fooled. And everybody thinks that they're just like a normal person. Yeah, because they're, they're very the charming. The reason it takes a long time to catch these people is because there's nothing necessarily. There's no motive. You know, if somebody dies and their husband killed them, like, okay, we'll go check out the husband. But if it's somebody dies and person that killed them had no connection to them and no reason to kill them right it's going to be harder to catch them but they're also really charming and people like they're just yeah that you do hear that over and over again they did that's the part that you know and 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 john wayne gacy was like the was was a a clown yeah he was a clown for Mm -hmm. his church there were uh, 17 fucking bodies under his the floorboards in his house mm I mean, what Todd just said, that he went out with this woman and asked, are you into true crime? No, no, I didn't ask her. He went out. The serial yeah. killer went out with him. Yeah, I know. I okay. thought you just said I went out with no, that you, No, that you said that this guy... Yeah, this went, serial killer, yeah. He went out and he asked women... He asked this woman if she was into true crime. Oh, and, wow. And she said, I'm a serial killer buff. I don't know if that's how she answered him, but that's how she answered the reporter. That is so crazy. crazy. Yeah. That is interesting. Now, I would like to point out, and no offense to the two of you, but I think that almost... We're serial killers. No, you're probably not. But I think it's like, you know, 99.9% of serial killers are straight white men. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the two of you have anything you'd like to say about that. You're probably right about that. I have nothing to say about that, you know. I don't know if... Now, I wonder if that's true in, in, say, you know, in countries that are not... In Japan, I would imagine the serial killers are Japanese now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or maybe they don't have serial killers. They probably don't have serial killers. You know, maybe that's just maybe it's a white male thing. It could be. You know, I, I, th- know. I think that I there know. are serial killers in other countries. You know, but that, I, that stamp it, collecting and, and serial killing, and sometimes <laughs> both in the same person. But uh, you know, white people do have their particularities. Men, you know, like no, any, there are no I'm women now, that are now. I'm sure now you might say that other crimes, you know, without you know getting into detail, might be more uh, prominent uh, with other groups. Well, serial killers are, um, my understanding from not inextensive reading, are um, it's a sexual urge. Yeah. Uh, often it is. I don't know if that's universally yeah. the case, but maybe it is. Maybe it is universal. I don't know. It was certainly the case with Bundy and with uh, Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see, you know, remember the BTK killer? Mm-hmm, of course. Yeah, the interviews with him, he's just like. He just talks about his crimes like like you would tell someone about your trip to Costco or something. And then I met her, and then I uh, you know, killed her. And I, just it's weirdly, but you know how he got caught. He was a truck driver, right? He was no, no. He was he, they, he worked at a church. He was in a church. That's how they BTK. Got that was the bind torture kill. No, I thought that he was what the fuck. Mary was he a truck her. driver? I thought I thought he I thought that's how he didn't get caught was because he was oh, doing was, it along his route. The way they did catch him was he he had been communicating through uh, I think I'm right about this through classified ads with the authorities, and he had a floppy disk, and he said, "I have a floppy disk. 
you you can't trace it, right? No, we can't trace it. <laughs> they fucking traced it and they got him. What was BK, BDK stand for? Bind, torture, kill. Because okay, the fuck, marry, kill, fuck, marry, kill. He took the game a little too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Dennis Rader, also yeah. known as BTK Zamara. Uh, is he still alive? Um, is B- Bundy they executed? Dahmer okay. they killed in prison. Wait a second. BTK. BTK killer on Gilgo. Uh, sorry, I said it wrong. It's Gilgo Beach Murders. Quote unquote. He's a clone of me. Oh my god. Well, you know, people say John Mulaney and and Mayor. He. <laughs> <laughs> he is still alive. Is <laughs> um, ten people between Wichita and Park City, Kansas. I thought he was northeast, northwest, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm trying to figure out what he did. Anyway, let's let's wrap this up. Let's okay. wrap it up. Uh, thank you, Todd. Your special as yet not unnamed, but we don't know the name. But yeah. it's coming up. My half joking tour will begin. August 24th in Ashland, Virginia, which is outside of Richmond, then goes on to uh, Annapolis, Philadelphia, and a bunch of other cities. Hopefully they'll put it on the uh, Comedy Cellar Instagram. ToddBarry.com for the show dates and tickets. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Did I do a good job? I think it was an excellent show. All right. We had a good show, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks.